Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, and welcome to another episode of the Detailed Car Collection, live from the VR shop here in Vegas. What a big day for HyperClean. Marty and I couldn't be more proud. Visit us at hypercleanstore.com. The new website is up. Some of you may have received, or all of you have probably received, an activation email from us. It is not spam. It is not an April Fool's joke. It is for the safety of your password with your account with us. So whatever you use to log in, what will happen is you get an email. That email will say activate uh, your account. You'll click it. It'll make it real simple. You put in a new password. And once you put that in and confirm the new password, what will happen is it'll bring you to your account, everything that's already stored with us. But to keep your password safe, to keep your identity safe, this is what happened when we transferred over to the new store. Could not be more excited about all the work that's been put in on this store. It's, you know, I don't know how everybody else feels. I mean, I know many of you have probably gone through websites and different things. And, and you know, one of the things is it's always a lot of work. It's a lot and lot, a lot of time. And you want to make sure it's right. You want to uh, work with the right people. You want to do all those different things. And hey, this is where we ended up with a really great site, something we're really proud of something that I actually think is a is a jumping off point for where our brand is headed. With all the changes you guys have seen in the last year, it's just the tip of the iceberg. With the launch of Revive, we got other things coming. We got launches already set up for most of the year. Uh, this is a big piece of it. So please make sure you look in your email. Hypercleanstore.com is live and we're ready to start a new era for our company. Let's talk about what I had in the shop this week. So had a Lamborghini Urus that was coming in to replace a hood PPF. We don't do partials here. Uh, we don't believe in those here. So it was full coverage of the hood, obviously, but it had visited the body shop. What happened is it had PPF on the hood, took a massive uh, damage off the freeway. Something fell off someone's truck, went through the PPF. The hood had to be uh, a dent had to be taken out and the hood had to be repainted because there was so much damage. It would have probably been completely wrecked had the PPF not been there, to be honest with you. So what they do, we took it in, it got repainted and here's where we ended up. Uh, when it went in for a repaint, because we were in control of it, uh, we were a part of the repaint. We basically told the body shop, Hey, we want some extra clear put on here. Didn't even tell them why. You know, it's just, hey, we're requesting more clear. If it's more money, customer doesn't care, just charges. Matter of fact, insurance ended up covering it anyway. So we got extra clear shot on, on the car. For what reason? Well, it's really pretty simple, actually. Uh, you know, I, I come on here and I try to tell all of us, let's understand what a dealership does. Let's understand what a body shop does. So for a body shop, instead of bitching and complaining about it, my theory is let me work hand in hand with my customer to make their, uh, you know, entire experience more seamless. And so when we did this, one of the things that, that was great, uh, you know, about all of this was, um, was, was that my customer 
really loves how we handle this. So here's how it goes. It goes into the body shop. We've talked to the body shop. We've instructed the body shop. It goes directly from the body shop to us. And guess what we get to do? We get to go ahead and correct all the swirls, all the marring, all the buffer trails. The customer really never sees it. So then we fixed all of that, corrected it. We're able to do it with a one step with the HyperClean one pad. It's really not that difficult uh, to correct out body shop work. In my opinion, there's no reason to complain about it once again. So we corrected it out very quickly, got a piece of film, fitted it. I mean, basically did everything in a few hours. Uh, and it's a great experience for the customer. One of the great things is, is that when we found out that, that, that this happened and, and we handled it, the customer picks it up today and you get one of the best, you know, compliments, I think, for me at this point in my career, which is you made this seamless for me. It wasn't difficult. It wasn't hard. Nothing was a problem. So by the time they saw their Lamborghini again, it doesn't matter if it's a Honda Civic, if it doesn't matter if it's a Lamborghini, it doesn't matter if it's a RAV4, it doesn't matter any of that. What it matters is, is that you have a plan together. And this is where you can add a lot of value to a customer's life. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to add that value. And so many guys get so lost in that. I know I have in my career. We all, we all get lost in that. And I, I really have been imploring everybody listening to us. When you have a customer-centric mindset, how do I make their life better? How do I make their life easier? You start to come up with solutions. And hey, some, some customers are going to say, oh, that's crazy. The customers that buy into your well-thought-out plans when they go through the plan and things are seamless, that's really a, a huge reward for me at this point in my career. And I know a lot of you feel the same way. A lot of you have tried to hop in and help customers. Some listen, some don't. This was a very seamless install. Quite frankly, I, you know, I see a lot of patterns being cut on hoods still. I don't understand that. You know, bulk the hood, move on with your life. You'd be surprised how many people are trying to save, you know, 12 bucks on film. Uh, instead of just making their life easier, they're sp spending it on on <laughs> labor uh, while they're messing with the pattern. So, you know, to be honest with you, this was a bulk hood. It was great, easy install. We started doing our, our sharp edges, which the, the, the Lamborghini Urus hood has a ton of sharp edges. We're starting to manipulate the knife a little bit differently to get a little nerdy on you. Uh, and I'm really happy with how this came out. This was a uh, a really great install, really great job. And, and something that, again, when your plan is followed and you have a plan and everybody gets to, to, to have the reward from that, that's exactly why I do what I do. And by the way, still love driving the Urus. Uh, I've had the Urus up to some really high speeds. And I just love that SUV. I know some people are iffy about the design. I, I think it's great. I, I mean, I thought from the very beginning it was a great vehicle. Uh, again, are you up paying, you know, up, you know, uh, going up another level be, for, for an Audi Q8, basically? Uh, I understand that argument, but Lamborghini, it, it, it sounds like one. It drives like one. I think they've actually done a phenomenal job, and I'm not really a huge fan of a lot of Lamborghinis. I never have been. I mean, Countach, Diablo, those were special cars to me growing up. But, you know, you look at Urus now. I, I should say Murcielago was probably uh, another car I really loved. But it's been 
a brand that I just don't identify much with. It's, it's a little too flashy, the SVJ and all the stickers on it. That's just not for me, but I really have loved the Urus. I mean, since they released it, I, I think it's a great car. We take care of quite a few of them. Uh, so I actually, I'm glad we get to work on them. So, you know, to, to get to work on and PPF this, uh, I want to use this PPF job at the shop to kind of take you on a story of something that came across my timeline on Facebook uh, this week. So PPF's a funny thing. Number one, most PPF is not being installed by detailers. It's, it's usually just film shops that are doing it. Uh, we have a lot of detailers that do it. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of, a lot of detailers that are trying to get into it. There's a lot of detailers that aren't into it. They, they have all kinds of negative things to say about it. They think they can do it better than everyone else, so to speak, and they've never done it. But the film industry is really separate from the detailing industry. And one of the things that I don't think crosses a lot of detailers' mind is that separation. That when you bring in that detailer's ego to the film business, some things really stop making sense. So basically, I've seen this post a lot, you know, I, I'm not gonna I mean, I've seen it a 1000 times on Facebook. So I, this post just kind of got me because it's a reputable person. It's it's an older guy in our industry. And and, and I want to address it because I had a PPF job uh, in the shop this week. So <clears throat> the post goes something like this, two step correction, then front PPF. We do things right here. We don't hide blemishes. We don't do anything like that. This is the proper way to do it. I'm going to say why that bothers me. Because if you're an older guy in this industry, let's, let's make something clear. Very few people make it to 35 and over in our industry. And you've been doing this a long time. Hopefully at some point you realize that things just aren't black and white. Now, a lot of things can be lost in translation on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. I get all of that. But one of the things that really bothers me is this black and white, draw a line in the sand. This is right and that's wrong. Because that's just not fair to the narrative. It's not fair to people getting started that are getting started in PPF. Maybe they just moved into a shop. They just got PPF trained. They're ready to go. And now they read somebody's post that if they don't two-step correct a car before they put a PPF on it or, or, or a piece of PPF on the car then they're a hack. They're not good. They're not this. They're not that. That's not proper. I don't like that kind of mentality. And what I mean by that is we've had a bunch of C8 Corvettes come through our business. We're up to about 20 right now. Chevy has done an unbelievable job with that paint system. Now we're here in 2022. You could be listening to this years in advance and the paint systems aren't as great on the C8 anymore. But right now the C8 is a great car. It's coming out. The paint is coming out. Very little marring, very little sanding marks, very little problem on the car at all. I mean, we've had C8 Corvettes where we didn't find anything. I mean, just little stuff here and there. I mean, little adhesive marks or whatever. I mean, we, we really have had great success with them. So... What you're telling me is if I don't two-step correct that car, then I'm not doing it properly. You see how that post becomes problematic? It's not well thought out. So here's the real 
rule of thumb. There are going to be times where you have a lot of problems on the paint. Maybe the paint's black. And if you stick a piece of film on it, the film is not going to cover up all those blemishes. The film is not going to add enough clarity because you have all of these defects underneath the film. But it's going to cover up a great amount of those defects. But the other defects are going to look horrible under that film. It's not going to look right. Maybe it's oxidized. So you're not going to get any clarity to the paint. So you have to do some type of correction. In most cases, a one-step correction is fine. But what we find with these black and white statements, I'm doing a two-step correction before I put a front clip PPF package on, and I'm doing it properly, and we do things right here. Hey, look, man, everybody has their opinion. I'm on a podcast giving you my opinion right now. So I don't have any problem with opinions. I have problems with taking a nuanced subject, writing two sentences on your Facebook profile, telling me you're a leader in the industry, telling me you're, you're an elder in the industry and you're here to help everybody and you're going to be a trainer and all these different things that go on. But you write these types of things. And by the way, it's not one person. It's a lot of people. And we're all guilty of things like this. This isn't a judgment. This is a conversation starter. But let's talk about covering up blemishes. One of the great advancements in PPF is the ability to mask some issues with the paint because film has now gotten so much better. That wasn't really the case 10 years ago. That wasn't possible. So now we're in a position where PPF can do all of these wonderful things, but we're not supposed to take advantage of it as detailers because I'm covering up a blemish. You know, what's going to happen when somebody takes the film off 10 years from now and there's that blemish? Is that really reasonable to think that way? Or should we think about it this way? If I can put PPF on a carbon fiber piece or if I can put it all over a car, and not have to paint correct, not only am I saving my customer money, I'm saving them labor as a cost, but what I'm also doing is leaving the most amount of paint in a world where paint systems are getting very questionable. One of the things that you should be scared of happening in your career is you become outdated in the way you think. You should always want to be current, and understand exactly where everything is at all times, right? Hey, paint systems right now are becoming more questionable than ever. Hmm, should I two-step this perfectly great C8 Corvette? Because somebody on the internet who I trust has told me, don't put PPF on without two-step in a car. Or should I leave as much paint as I can on that car, put the PPF on it, the customer sees it, they believe it's all, you know, unbelievable. They, they can't, oh man, my car is so awesome. We've had that every time somebody picks up their C8 from us, it's nothing but rave reviews, which is hard to get out of Corvette guy. If anybody's ever done business with them, tough crowd really is. But you go to these posts and they have 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, a hundred comments. And everybody in there is telling you, yeah, man, we don't cut corners as de detailers, man. We do it right. That's my detailer's voice <laughs> for those of you listening, right? That's what they tell you. That's what they tell themselves. 
They're doing the right thing. And it's black and white. Don't put a P PPF piece on a car unless you two-step correct it. And at the bare minimum, man, you don't cover up blemishes. Your customer has no idea what's underneath that film. And by the time film is pulled 99 out of 100 times, your customer doesn't own the car anymore. And we're not trying to pass off bad behavior. There are certainly times, Lamborghini Urus that was just in my shop, it got corrected before we put the piece on it, but it had extra clear. We, you know, we built that into the job. What if that Lamborghini shows up and it's got incredibly thin clear, but it's got a lot of defects? Am I just going to two-step it? Because that's what I was taught to do five, six, seven, eight, ten years ago. Or am I going to take my paint depth gauge and go, oh, you know what? Let me get a quick one step and try to get as much as this, but I'm not going to push it. So I'm already off the two-step to a one-step. What, what does that mean in the end? Nobody's trying to cover up a blemish. But using tools that leave the car in a healthier state to save your customer a little bit of money on things they don't even understand. Now, I've had Porsche GT3s. This, this was for SEMA a few years ago that showed up and had to be two-stepped. It was a show car. The customer wanted it two-stepped. It arrived from Porsche in horrible shape. We, we had no choice. I've had C8 Corvettes show up that didn't need any attention at all. Is it a little bit more nuanced than doing the right thing, man? Yeah, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. And this is where the detailing industry finds itself. Are you going to be the people listening to this that say, hey, there is no black and white things in this business. There are times I'm going to do this. There are times I'm going to do that. There are times I'm going to do this other thing. How are you going to use this? Are you going to advance your career in a real way? Or are you going to stay in the stone ages and say, hey, man, I learned it this way 15 years ago. That makes it right. Or are you going to say, hey, technology's changed, film has changed, and let's talk about film removal. Everybody wants to talk about this as if it's, I should say this, most people, especially in the film business, never want to discuss this. The thinner your paint system is, the more likely when the film gets removed, you're going to remove paint. And you're, you're going to remove paint on a lot of these systems regardless. So you two-step correct. You remove somewhere around a mill of paint, six to, to six point six to point eight on average, which we had on our episode last last week. You've removed close to a mill of paint, and then you put paint protection film on, and you tell yourself you're doing it because, well, when that film comes off, you're going to see I did things the right way. Okay, cool. You've now put the paint system at more risk of having the paint come off with the film than leaving that extra mill of paint on the car. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. And let me tell you how I know it's a fact. One of the reasons that on delicate paint systems, I never tell people, I had this argument about a Ferrari F40. There's now film on a very, very valuable Ferrari F40 that's, that's, that's in a collection. Original paint and everything. When I was called in to consult on this car, I advocated not to do that because that paint system in and of itself is not really robust. And I, the horror stories behind that paint system with certain owners, I already know about. I've already been involved in. 
So I say this to people knowing that they disagree. This collection disagreed. They didn't think I was right. I said, okay, but if you pull off paint, when that, when that film comes off in the next five years, guess what? Your car's worth 50%. All because somebody told you not to get a rock chip. You don't drive the car that much anyway. I've been in these positions, man. I've watched paint pulled off very valuable cars and come right off. I've watched new cars get filmed, have to go into the body shop for something else. They got to pull a piece of film. They pull a piece of film off. Guess what? Paint comes off. Why would I attack a paint system if I don't have to? Light imperfections, medium imperfections on a lot of things, it's covered up by film. You're not trying to hide something from your customer just because you're using the benefits of the film. That's a crazy opinion. Now, did I have a different opinion 10 years ago when the technology was different? Yeah. Yes. But I'm not stagnant in my belief system. Want to know why? Things have changed. The film has changed. Our knowledge has changed. It should advance. So when you write these posts or you read these posts more, more than likely, because people that write those types of things hopefully are learning from us that we don't do that. Very rarely do I say this is the line in the sand. So I had a Lamborghini Urus in here. We put film on it. It got corrected because there was sufficient reason to correct it. I've had C8 Corvettes come in the shop. We didn't correct because they didn't need a correction. Even the minor little imperfections around the car were going to be covered up by the film. And I wasn't trying to short my customer. I was doing the opposite. So let's go to the customer. A, your customer never sees those blemishes you're talking about. It's underneath the film. Their experience as an owner is not better because you did all this extra work. And when you advocate for all this extra work, you know what's funny? The customer's always on the hook for more money. It's never just out of the goodness of your heart or you're here to help, as Marty and I have been joking about. You're just doing it at somebody's expense because you want to say on the internet, you're right. Oh, I'm right. We do things the right way. So when you go down 30, 40, 50 comments, you know what you don't see? The elite shops that do tons of film, that do tons of cars. That's not how they think. That's not who's on those posts. It's guys that have never done big time volume. It's guys that have never done big time work because you don't have those black and white viewpoints once you start doing a lot of work. And I keep telling everybody that listens to us, to the best of your ability, you need to vet people before you listen to them on the internet. To the best of your ability, or at least watch and listen for a long time and come up with your own opinion. I'm not telling everybody to listen to me. I don't have every answer for your business. I mean, isn't it refreshing to hear somebody say, I don't have every answer. I've been doing this a long time. I don't have the answers for you. I got some of the answers. I'm giving you an idea today. Take this idea and fit it where it fits for you. If it doesn't fit at all, throw it out. But you got to start. And as an industry, we got to start understanding, man, this, this black and white conversation this is doing things the right way. This is doing things the wrong way. I send you a perfect car. You still choose to correct the hell out of the car. In my opinion, you've ripped off a customer. You haven't done the right thing. 
Just because 30 knuckleheads on Facebook say you did the right thing doesn't mean you've done the right thing. It's always at the expense of your customer and their wallet. And why are we okay with that? I don't know. Like I said, I do whatever it is the job calls for. Hey, the film's going to hide this blemish. We're going to, we did a back spoiler. It was carbon fiber. Okay. When you put the film on as a test, the film covered up every blemish on the carbon fiber spoiler. Let me ask you this question. Carbon fiber, which all, always has it always, just so everybody knows, always, almost always, 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 when film comes off, it pulls something off that spoiler, that carbon fiber. I mean, it's, it's just notorious. Okay. I'm not saying every time, but it's pretty damn notorious. So to go and attack the clear on top of that carbon fiber would be me putting it at more risk. So we took the film, put it over, it covered every blemish. It, it still sparkled in the sun. It looked perfect. The sunlight looked perfect. Everything looked perfect. It was the right thing for me to go in and do that? What should I have done? Go in and hack at the clear on, on carbon fiber when I know it's already at risk? Or, hey, this case, I put film on, the customer's satisfied, the customer saves a little bit of coin, and guess what? We leave the spoiler, spoiler in a little better shape when the film comes off because here's what happens. When you pull film off, most of the time, if it's been on there long enough, you're going to have adhesive. Now you got to mar the surface to get the adhesive off. Now I have to polish again. But what if you two-staged it, two-stepped it over here, and you didn't leave enough clear? Now we got all this marring. After the fact, you got to judge the job in the moment at the time to do the right thing. We got to listen to what is going on in our industry. These dividing lines, oh, this is right. I do things the right way. You think I do things the wrong way? You guys see the type of cars coming in and out of my shop. You think I got those people because I'm just some knucklehead doesn't know what he's doing? Come on, man. I don't draw hard and fast lines. I got customers that come in here, Trey fits them. I got customers come in here, Uno fits them. Rewind the clock 10 years ago when I was using multi-layer systems and I was doing wet towel methods and all this other stuff. I didn't have the opportunity to sell a product like Uno. Uno comes along. I'm going to put it on cars because it makes sense. Technology changed. The world changed. Everything changed. Don't be the person sitting in your office, sitting in your truck, that's just staunchly, these are my beliefs. I never change. Come on, man. The world changes. You need to have a belief system. You need to stand by principles. But you need to look at technology and go, hey, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. This is what the car is calling for. But two-step and putting PPF on everything doesn't make you better than somebody. doesn't mean you're doing more quality work than everybody. That's, that's crap. That, that, that was a time in PPF when we had to do certain things because the film was not as robust as it is today. The film today is different than the film 10 years ago. And it seems obvious to say that, but you have a lot of people that operate 10 years ago and they're posting all over Facebook 
it seems. That seems to be where they love the post. But you have to look at the car in front of you, the customer in front of you, what they're trying to get out of the car, the health of the paint system. How do I keep the most paint on the surface? If you're not changing your mindset to that, you're going to get burned in the modern clear coat that we're seeing now. We're harping on this because I'm telling you, we're seeing it more and more. Started to see all the GM lawsuits coming already because of some of their cars and some of those paint systems. I, irony of it is C8 Corvette's terrific. <laughs> Let's hope that keeps up. You know, but if they fire their paint director at that plant, maybe we have an issue. I don't know. But we have to look at that. I want to leave you with a story. Okay. So everybody can get out of the detailing world. Everybody's done with their feelings on, on what they believe and what they don't believe. But let, let's take it out of this industry and ask yourself this question because it's so big. I don't want to cover up blemishes. I don't want to cover this up. I don't want to cover that up. Fine. You're at your house and you hire a painter. You need a wall painted. It's a real simple job. It's what the painter does all day, every day. You're like, Hey, I'm going to have the painter come and paint my wall. Painter shows up, looks at your wall. He goes, Hey, you see that spot right there points at it. And you go, uh, I guess I don't really see anything. Huh? Yeah. Behind your wall. There's a, there's a problem. Oh, what do you mean? Like I have a water leak? No, 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 no. It's that board back there is just a little imperfect. And it's even that little spot. You see it and you're looking, and you're like, not really, but okay. I'll take your word for it. Okay. Why are you telling me this? Well, you know, I don't want to just slap some paint on it and cover up a problem. We need to rip this wall down and get that board fixed. You just hired a professional. You're like, all right, he's got to know something. I don't know. I mean, if he fixes this, maybe the wall will look better. So you go along with it. You're a guy that hires people to do what they're great at. Pulls your wall down, demos it, changes the board out, puts the wall back up. It's cost you a couple extra thousand. You thought it was going to be 500 to paint the wall. Now you're at 2000. He puts the wall back together. He paints it that gray color you picked out. He looks at it and goes, man, doesn't this wall look great? You look at it and go, yeah, looks like how I thought the painted wall was going to look. Hopefully you understand what I'm saying. You know what? That painter saw a little blemish in the wall. But when the paint went on, if he had left it there, the customer would have been happy. You, the customer, would have been like, hey, my wall looks great. I painted this other wall gray. It looks great. But you're out $2,000, a bunch of time, and that painter's up in the Facebook page going, oh, you know, I don't paint over blemishes. All he did was take your money. He didn't make your house better. He didn't make it appear better to you. It wasn't a better experience for you. It wasn't the right thing to do. Nothing about it made things better for you, the customer. Wall's not better off because he ripped it down. The paint job's not better because he ripped the wall down. We all have to start thinking about the customer and what is right to get the job done for a price that's fair for us and for them. And stop drawing these black and white lines in the sand because nothing's that black and white. I can receive a Ferrari F430 tomorrow that's in horrific shape, and I got to paint correct it before I put PPF on it. I can receive a CT 
5v blackwing that doesn't need any work i can receive any type of car and all i have to do is assess what's going on in that moment but that's what we need to do more of we need to assess what's going on and talk about rough ideas of what's happening in the moment paint protection film is in a place it wasn't 10 years ago coating is in a place it wasn't 10 years ago we have to adjust to the times we have to make adjustments when the technology changes on a paint system on film on coating it doesn't matter i hope everybody enjoyed today's episode remember hypercleanstore.com is live you've received an email hit activate your account on that email go in and put your new password all your account information is already saved in there we just didn't want to are, are unable to save your password for security purposes we want to keep everybody secure we want you guys to enjoy the new site. Remember, hypercleanstore.com is live. Everybody have a great weekend.